Hello, I'm Monsignor Losanti. Uh, this week on Personally Speaking, my guest is Monsignor Hilary Franco, who now works as an advisor to the UN. But importantly, he's had a relationship with Six Popes, which he outlines in a wonderful book called Six Popes, as well as talking about his relationship with Archbishop Fulton Sheen, his good friend, and Mother Teresa. Stay with us. Welcome to Personally Speaking. I'm your host, Monsignor Jim Losanti, and Monsignor Hilary Franco joins me now. On April 6, 2021, Monsignor Franco celebrated his 66th anniversary of priestly ordination, and last month he released his latest book entitled Six Popes, the subtitle A Son of the Church Remembers, which reflects on his personal accounts of historical moments and figures in the Catholic Church. Monsignor Hilary Franco talks about his experiences from his time serving under Pope John the 23rd, Pope Paul VI, Pope John Paul I, Pope John Paul II, Pope Benedict, and Pope Francis. Monsignor Franco was ordained a priest at the age of 22 in Rome. By the age of 24, he had achieved a doctorate in biblical theology from the Pontifical Lateran University in Rome as well. He went on to receive a master's degree in sociology from Fordham University and then a further degree in canon law at the Lateran University. Monsignor Franco currently represents the Vatican at the United Nations as an advisor at the Office of the Permanent Observer of the Holy See to the UN. He's here with us today to talk about his new book, his 66 years of service as a priest, and some of the many public figures he has encountered and befriended throughout the years. Joining me now, I'm very pleased to welcome to Personally Speaking, Monsignor Hilary Franco. I'd like to welcome Monsignor Franco on our Monsignor, show. Monsignor, you are so wonderful, uh, and it's, it's a pleasure to be with you here. Thank you, Monsignor. I feel the same way about you. We had dinner a long time ago with your friend, Rosanna Scotto. I remember. I remember. <laughs> That's right. Still, you know, and I, you are still look as great uh, as uh, that time. You know, you, the, you the can do no wrong. That, After you, you know, say that, you can do no wrong. Do you see uh, Rosanna much? I, I will see her on the 14th at oh. nine, uh, 945. Okay, good for you. 9.45 in the morning. This thing is really, I, I, I have so many, so many requests, you know, I don't know what to do. Isn't with that it, wonderful, you know? though? Well, for our listeners and for our watchers around the country and the world, Six Popes is the name of the book, A Son of the Church Remembers. So, Monsignor, I'm going to start with a question that's kind of off the book, but it's on, because you talk about your vocation. So my first question would be, when you look back at so many decades of, of priesthood, would you do it again? I, oh, oh, gee, this is really a beautiful question. I'll tell you why. You know, because uh, usually when I celebrate my anniversary of ordination, which is usually on the 9th, no, not usually, it's always on the 9th of, uh, of uh, April every year. You know, I always make, uh, you know, some of us priests once in a while make an examination of conscience, you know, whatever, one those, those kind of things. And I, uh, I, I have to tell you that I, it's, I always come up with, with a strange thing. I said, I'm trying to find, uh, let's see, probably a day or a month that I could say that I, uh, in in some way, I, I, 
I was kind of regretting the fact that I had become a priest. Right. I couldn't find it so far. You know, I mean, probably, you never know. <laughs> I forget when uh, when uh, Pope uh, Benedict was elected, and he had uh, he had uh, a beautiful meeting with Cardinal Martini, you know, because he was one of his great electors, as they say, whatever in the in the conclave. And uh, and when they came out, they said the only thing that we talked about was the virtue of perseverance. Mm. That I'll never forget. You know, that's important for us, you know, Monsignor. We, we, we have to pray for that. So uh, up until now, I would say I, I uh, am so grateful to the good Lord and the Blessed Mother. They allowed me to use my, uh, my, my priesthood for, to do whatever they wanted me to, to do. To do great things, and a lot of that I, is I in the book. Monsignor, uh, for the sake of our listeners and watchers who probably are unfamiliar with the name, uh, and some of them who know the name don't like the name because of the woman who once had it. Tell us how you got the name Hillary. That's a beautiful question. And I'll tell you why. Because uh, I have my uncle, okay. you know, uh, well, well let, let me start by saying that this name has been in my family for generations, many uh, generations. And I, and, but it was Eladio. Okay? okay. So remember it's, by the way, it's Hillary with one L, not two Ls. That's right. Clarify <laughs> a very important issue. And I always have to repeat it. It's with Hillary with one L, namely Hillary of Poitiers, St. Hillary <laughs> of Poitiers, the 12th book of the Trinitata and so on and so forth. How about, it has been in my, uh, since uh, probably the 16th, 17th century. Wow. So much okay. so that I have seen it and uh, actually uh, taken photo of uh of uh, the uh, like uh, the, the beautiful granite tomb of some of my ancestors, and Hilari, everything was in Latin naturally. So what happened? My uncle, I, I don't know if you know this, you know, but my uncle was a priest of the Archdiocese of New York for many oh, years. Yes, yes, since okay. nineteen, uh, uh, he was ordained in twenty nine, and he was with the Archdiocese in nineteen thirty two, to be exact until he died. In, well, he was uh, 85 in 1985, because he was 85. And his name was Ilario. So mm -hmm. when I was ordained, they said, hey, wait a minute. Now, you can't be a junior, <laughs> 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 you know, Ilario, you know. So we ended up by saying, you know, Hillary in my the archdiocese. It's, um, it's Hillary, you know, but uh, the original is... Uh, Ilario, I-L-A-R-I-O. Monsignor, you know, uh, when people see a book like Six Popes and they think, well, this guy knows all the, the big people in the church, but what they may forget about you, and I want to talk about it for a moment, is that you actually have a lot of pastoral experience. You were the yes. pastor up in St. Augustine in Ostling. That Tell is us correct. about the years. years. When you were a pastor there, um, yes. as part of your priesthood, what did you take away from that experience? Like, I, how, did, how did your time there enrich your life? I, I, I'll tell you, that was really, uh, again, I say this in the book, you know, uh, so clearly, you know, I, when I was ordained, I was ordained, by the way, you know, with a papal dispensation when I was 22. Yeah. So as you do know, at that time, uh, 24, you had to be 24. For right, the, right. The law, you know, but I guess I was ready, you know, uh, whatever they said, they said, yes, you know, you obey. So what happened was, uh, even at, at that time, I, I 
I always kept my diaries. That's why it was easy, you know, to write my book. Mm -hmm. uh, and I and I have wrote that uh, my uh, uh, aspirations was to be with the people of God at mm -hmm. all times. And I wanted some pastoral experience. So when, even though as a young priest, I was sent to Our Lady of Mount Carmel for three months and then uh, St. Dominic's and Uriaport Road and then... Uh, uh, three years a month and 20 days in Staten Island, uh, the Assumption, whatever. Then later on, after I served with Bishop Sheen, I was uh, I was for not even six months, you know, and I'll, I'll uh, uh, Our Lady of Victory, Mom Vernon, you know, but and I always tried whenever I would be free, even in the, my 26 years in Rome, I'd always go to a place uh, to say mass, you know, to be active in the parish whenever I could. Mm -hmm. and, and so that was my uh, aspirations. Even when I was in Washington, stationed in Washington, I would always go to uh, St. Jude's uh, in, uh, to help out in a parish because I wanted to be. So my real aspiration was to be with the people of God. So I, I was the... No, I appreciate the you saying that. The thing was when uh, uh, John Joseph O'Connor, you know, agreed with me that... Uh, and we found this this parish. At the beginning, I had, you know, there was not really the best parish, let me put it, in the, in the Archdiocese. But then I, I, I with my, uh, I guess, a little bit of enthusiasm, together, we, we did. I found a small school with 209 kids. When I left, I had uh, 620, wow. 21. So I mean, we we I built an addition to the school. You know, my 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 uh, principal at the time was wonderful. At the time, even now, wonderful nun. You know, and Dominic nun said, "Monsignor, we can't build an addition to the school." You know, but I, we have no <laughs> place. We cannot take. That's, that's a great problem to have, Monsignor. Monsignor, you know, in the book, obviously, you talk about the experience of the Holy Fathers, but. Right. I wouldn't want people to miss the fact that you go into great detail, too, in the book about uh, knowing two people who are very important to us, obviously one Fulton Sheen and the other being Mother Teresa, which I'll talk about in a moment. But let's go to Archbishop Fulton Sheen for a second. Um, two, two things that uh, people say sometimes when they're being critical of him would be that he was incredibly talented, but that he also knew he was incredibly talented and had a... Uh, uh, an ego to match. You were with the man. Was there true, hum was there true humility in the man? Okay. Well, you know, uh, this is a, a very, very, uh, I, I'm, I'm grateful to you for asking this question because I want to clarify, you know, I, uh, I lived with the man. I'm the last surviving member of the household of the man. You know, right. we're only three people in the house. You know, the bishop, myself, mm -hmm. 109 East 38th Street. That's where I, not far from where I live now. Okay. Uh, and, uh, the other, the other, the third person was uh, uh, Frederick, who was a Norwegian Lutheran who had left the service of Billy Rose, was a tremendous <laughs> chef, and to come and serve the bishop, just to give you a glimpse, you know, of whatever. Now, this man, early in the morning, you know, I, I, I actually mentioned this uh, in my homily yesterday. I said, you know, I, my surprise when I, when I was named assistant to him, I... Uh, arrived, uh, then I stayed overnight. And the first night I remember, you know, I said, well, let me get up early. So I'll go down and see that everything is ready for the chapel. Hmm. And so I go down those steps 
And I said, oh, oh, that's my first boo-boo. I said, look, look at this. I have a, <laughs> I, I have left the, 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 the light in, in the chapel. I said, I could see. Well, to make a long story short, I opened the door and there he was already. And from 5.30 in the morning, he would kneel mm -hmm. down in front of his Lord, the Blessed Sacrament. And that kneeler that now is in the, uh, in the crypt where he was buried uh, up until not long ago in uh, the Cathedral of St. Patrick. Now, uh, did he have a, 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 let me tell you, he wrote so much about the ego and the egotism and uh, egoism and so on, and he used to use those kind of things. Right. I'll tell you, whatever he did, he was really truly convinced of what he was saying. So, uh, and but he felt that his image on television, we're talking about almost 40 an audience of four, almost 40 million people. I mean, come on. I hope one day, Monsignor Lucente, you will have that kind of uh, <laughs> audience, you know, but- Nobody will touch him, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I it, it, it was a tremendous, when you have so many fans, I'll never forget, whenever we would go any anywhere, even around the world, and it, during the council, I would be with him, as you do know, I was uh, his uh, expert and, and the expert of the American bishops. So, it was an incredible thing, you know. Everyone would know it's 72 bestsellers translated into so many languages, including the Italian language. So he would always be called the poor. You know, I would say down deep, he mm -hmm. did not have an ego. However, he knew that he had to, uh, uh, how can I say, uh, have an image, so mm -hmm. to speak, create an image. And, and television at that time was needed to have it. He was a star, yeah. you know, and as such, I think it's easy to say, well, listen, he had an ego because he showed himself to have an ego. But down deep in his humility, great humility, I lived with the man. Right. Day right. and night. We had important people coming for lunch uh, from the uh, king and queen of Belgium, you know, to uh, <laughs> two who also had uh, Victor Anderson, who was a, a leper, a cured leper, that every Friday came, uh, uh, had uh, dinner with us uh, oh. at 6 p.m. at 109 East 38th Street. His family was from New York, actually, and his family uh, did not want him back. So the bishop took care of him, got an apartment for him, and then he would have uh, uh, dinner with us every every Friday. Victor. Isn't that great? Isn't that wonderful? Well, let's go to another chapter of the book, Monsignor. In the book, you also talk about the fact that uh, one of the people who wanted to meet uh, Archbishop Fulton Sheen was a uh, an, then unknown young sister who turned out to be Mother Teresa. When you made the arrangement for her to see Fulton yes. Sheen, did you sense in her the greatness that we would come to know? All right. Uh, I... Uh, I did not know anything about uh, this Mother Teresa at that time. We are talking about, remember, during the council. Okay. So until, uh, uh, you know what happens in our diplomatic court, you, uh, you, you are switched from one place to another. Mm -hmm. So there was a relatively at that time young Monsignor. His name was Pio Laghi, Monsignor uh -huh. Pio Laghi. Right. So uh, he he was he had been stationed in India. Now he's in the Secretary of State. So 
he, he, since we were friends, you know, kind of, you know, from mm-hmm. the Roman seminary and whatever, you know, all those kind of things we kept. Uh, and uh, he, he got in touch with me and he said, you know, do you think that the bishop would like to see this nun? There is an, an Indian nun. Actually, she's not Indian, but she has been in India for, right. for a long time. And she's starting is uh, doing something uh, like the apostolate for the, the homeless in uh, in Rome for the first time. He said, do you think that the bishop would like to, to see her? So I went to the bishop. I didn't know who she was. And I said, you know, so-and-so. I related the message. The bishop looked at me and he said, you know, why not? Why not? So here I am in my old uh, dilapidated, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know, was third hand the car that I had gotten for the the, the council, the, the bishop, uh, you know, uh, was always afraid that, that I would end up with some kind of an accident, but we had no GPS, so I had to find, you know, in <laughs> Via Tor Fiscale, it's outside of Rome. I don't know how I found it, but uh, Piolaghi gave me the address, and I arrived in this place. We arrived in this place, you know, uh, the Baracati, you know, Baracati is the the, the homeless there, they had the those kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, what do you call them, shocks, whatever mm-hmm. they had. And in one of these shocks, there was this kind of tiny nun yeah. with another seven nuns. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing was this, that they naturally, they, they were so gracious, you know, to, to the to the famous star. Remember, you know, this is Fulton Sheen being a star, you know, already, you know. And... Uh, <laughs> and and the, the mother and the other sisters, actually, they would never, it, like later on, I would see, you know, in my masses, because I would say mass for the sisters. She actually asked me, I want you to say mass for my sisters. So I had the Casa Dona de Maria on, on Wednesday morning at 6.30, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, the uh, Alcelio, San Gregorio Alcelio, uh, were the, the mother house, so to speak, you know, every Saturday morning. I remember when she asked me that, you know, she said to me, now, I want you to say mass to the sisters here. Later on, when she is already very famous. <laughs> and and uh, I said, at what time? Until now, he said, well, it's up to you, you know, from 4 o'clock to 6.30. So I jumped in immediately. I said, 6.30. <laughs> <laughs> but every time that she would be there, you know, coming uh, to Rome, you know, visiting, so she would always be in the back of that horrible place, so much so that the sisters had to clean, uh, you know, like the entrance to the chapel when there was pouring rain, you know, just to give you a glimpse. Mm-hmm. But she would always be in the back, Kneel, not not leaning, but you know the Indian way of sitting right, right. on on their legs. Uh, so, so that was. Let's go back to the first encounter, yeah. and there they were. I I saw these seven sisters. They got up when the bishop came in, and actually, you know, they greeted him and so on. And then they went back. There was no chair. So, one of the sisters said, "Oh, there is no chair for his His Excellency." You know. <laughs> and then she ran on another barrack, you know, one of the, the neighbor homeless people, you know, to get a kind of a, a chair. And the bishop said, you don't know, no, when I, 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 I always love to stand up, when, especially when I speak. So that was the first encounter with mother. And uh, uh, I, I do have to confess 
that even though it was a first encounter, I mean, I'm sure that Monsignor, that happened to you so many times, you know, when you see someone, you, you have a, a kind of a, a almost a, a feeling, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, and, and after that, you know, I, I have plenty to do with, uh, with her because I have a, actually right now in my office, I have a, one of the few pictures that I have. I, I have a, a picture of me with a lot of hair, Monsignor. More, more <laughs> people, when uh, Cardinal Spellman is uh, announcing to the press that Bishop Sheen has become, has been named the Bishop of Rochester. I had a lot of hair. But anyhow, I but the one picture that I have is with Mother Teresa and the last visit here mm-hmm. uh, in uh, New York. So it's the two of us. I'm now almost kneeling down. She's in a wheelchair and uh, sickly. Yeah. And, you know, now I can say this, you know, to you. Uh, and I, and, and she's telling me, she, you remember, you know, when, uh, when we went to, to, to Moscow for the, after Gorbachev for the first uh, house for the homeless, I said, Mother, do I remember? You gave me so many problems. I remember that very well. Mm. She said, but she didn't care what I said. You know, she she, she was very tough. Remember, <laughs> and uh, and she's she said now we have seventeen homes between Moscow and Saint Petersburg, and that was beautiful. But I knew that she had something, and this is something that I did not put in the book, because she said now I want you to be with me because they want me to go. I, I'm saying this is the first time I'm to China. And now this picture was taken, I don't know by whom, with a cheap camera. Remember those cheap cameras with the date? Mm -hmm. That date is so important. 24th, it's right here next to me. 24th of June, 1997. As you do know, the good Lord will call her on the 5th of September, Mm -hmm. 1997. So... She was ready to go, even though she was sickly, she was in a wheelchair, she was ready to go, you know, whatever, you know, the Lord. That's a great example for all of us. Yes. I mean, you're a kid, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> Monsignor Franco, I got to interrupt you because we're running out of time, but we haven't gotten halfway near some of the things we could talk about because your book goes into such detail about so many wonderful people, including, of course, our Holy Fathers. So we're going to have to have you on again. But before... I, I let you go and we get our hopefully our listeners and our watchers to pick up six popes subtitle a son of the church remembers by Monsignor Hillary Franco. Let me ask you this. I hope you're around to do many, many more programs like this with many of us. But if tomorrow the Lord calls you home, are you ready to go? And do you believe in heaven? I, uh, I, can, can I, do I have one more minute? Sure. I'll tell you a story, beautiful story. Uh, uh, of uh, Mother Teresa. May I? Yes. Okay. So one day she calls and she says, there is this, uh, um, we are in Rome. Uh, I'm in Village Stretch, you know, in the afternoon after, you know, whatever. So uh, she used to call all the time, you know, and uh, she said, well, I want you here this afternoon because this uh, journalist is coming from Milan. He wants to interview me. So, so you couldn't say no to Mother Teresa, remember. So arrived. And, and this wonderful journalist, you know, he, he had come just to write a book, which he did later on. You know, uh, I, and, and a lot of questions. 
And at one point, he says, you know, mother, are you afraid of dying? And usually, I know, I know Mother Teresa so well, usually she was so prompt in responding, mm. but she did not. And that particular uh, question, she did not. And I figured, you know, something, you know, sure enough, after about three or other questions, and, and <laughs> all of a sudden, she says, oh, by the way, you asked me a question before if I'm afraid to, to die, you know, are, are you from Rome? Oh, he said, I'm from Milan. I came, you know, just to interview you because I'm writing this book, you know. So your, your, your home is Milan, am I right? Yeah, right, you know. So you're, you're, you're anxious to go home? Well, what do you mean? Of course, I have my wife, I have my, my <laughs> children there. Of course I'm anxious to go home. It's in an ad. Oh, by the way, you asked me a question before. You know, I'm afraid... If I'm afraid of dying, you are not afraid of going home, are you? <laughs> and the guy said, I said, I'm anxious to go home. Well, that's what happens to me. You see, wow. up there, I have my spouse. And I have also all those old people that I got in the streets of Calcutta. And I, I made them, uh, uh, like, die a... a, a, a a death with dignity, you know, they're mm -hmm. all waiting there for, have a big party for me, waiting up there, you know, so the answer is, I'm not afraid of going home. Okay, that's beautiful, I love that, and uh, you, when you get there, Mother Teresa will be waiting for you. I want to thank Monsignor Hillary Franklin for being with us and talking about Six Popes and so much else. Monsignor, please come on again and again, because we have so much to cover. You have a lifetime of stories to tell. What a life you've lived. What a priesthood you've shared. And we're so grateful for all that you share with us today. And we'll be back with more, Monsignor Franco, in days to come. Thank you so much, Hillary, for thank being with so us. Thank you so much, Monsignor, for a beautiful. This is really great, and I'm so grateful to you for having me on your show. As we end today's program, I want to thank all of you for being with us. If you have any questions or comments about the show, you can reach me at personallyspeakingpodcast at gmail.com. You can also go to past episodes by going to YouTube and punching in personally speaking with Monsignor Jim Lasanti. And don't forget to click like and subscribe. Also, Personally Speaking is available as a podcast on personallyspeakingpodcast.buzzsprout.com or www.closeencountertv.com or www.ollmp.org. I'd like to thank all of you who are out there supporting our program. Personally Speaking is also on Facebook at Personally Speaking with Monsignor Jim Santi. Please share and let others know about Personally Speaking. Personally speaking, made possible by the generosity of many. I hope you'll be one of the people supporting our program. I'm privileged to serve as host and executive producer of Personally Speaking. Our producer is Lisa Jandovitz. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be with you again next time on Personally Speaking.